What the fuck is up, world? We're back. Another grito. It's been about two weeks now since my last grito. And even though I fucking ended that bitch by saying that it wouldn't take another two weeks to get you out another grito, here we are yet again. Two weeks later, and here's your grito for this week. I say this week because, yo, listen, okay? There's so much shit going on. I am, okay, let, 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 let me qualify this even further because obviously everyone's got shit going on all the fucking time, right? Um, there's nothing special about me in that respect. But what I'm trying to say is there's much going on in my mind in terms of what I want this Grito podcast to be, okay? Ideally, it started off as a philosophy podcast and it will remain as such forever, as long as I'm doing it. But in the 19 episodes that I've done, 20 with this one right here, I've had a lot of time to reflect as to what I actually want this Grito podcast to be. And it was made perfectly clear to me with the last podcast on existentialism. Listen, boy, I'm trying to get lucrative, yo. And honestly, prior to about six months ago, even admitting that fact was something of a, I perceived a fault on my behalf because it implied that somewhere within me, there was a sense of greed that needed to be satisfied and that I needed to commodify the labor that I am producing for you with this podcast uh, in order to satisfy, satiate that alleged greed that I felt as though I possessed. But honestly, I think, especially if you've been listening to this for, you know, the 19 episodes, 20 with this one as we've continued, but definitely also if you've taken my class before as a student or if you know me personally, I think it's safe for me to say that you should probably know that I'm not fucking very greedy person and I'm definitely not financially fucking. It's not that I'm not financially motivated per se, but I'm not motivated by the fucking financial wealth, I should say. What I mean by that is like. I'm happy with what I got, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't fucking need a yacht. I, I, that's not something I desire in life. I don't fucking, I really don't care about that kind of shit, right? I, I, I do this because it brings me joy. It brings me happiness. It's something I would fucking do. It's what I do for a living. The fact that I get to get paid for it is just a fucking added bonus. You know what I mean? But especially in light of the Labor Day holiday that just passed, listen, motherfucker, every day is Labor Day, okay? We are selling our motherfucking labor to these industrialist capitalists, our fucking economic overlords, right? And they were so generous enough to fucking reward us with an extra day off. And fuck that, yo. I am trying to liberate myself from economic forces. And initially, when I started this podcast, that's something that I envisioned for it to be in the future. I mean, obviously, I'm still in the infancy. This is I'm a neophyte to all of this. So the it's a long term plan. But at this point, I'm starting to realize that as far as the philosophy aspect of it is concerned, look, man, that is labor that I potentially can sell in a form that will allow me to liberate myself from these said economic forces. Being a college professor at El Paso Community College for me specifically as well as Doña Ana is fucking great. I would, I, it's my fucking dream job, man. It's my dream job, but it's a very volatile job. It's a job that doesn't really fucking guarantee a, a, a course load next semester, both of them. And me personally, although I've been blessed beyond belief to be, you know, employed with the El Paso Community College for the last five years and Doña Ana Community College for the last year, 
there's no doubt that, yo, I mean, that shit could be taken away. It could be taken away from all of us at any given moment. And as I've progressed along my development in life and generally through his recovery process that I find myself engaged in, I'm starting to realize that much of these desires that I had to seek to avoid being considered greedy, they're kind of unfounded, man. I don't think that I'm being greedy, for instance, in asking, not asking, but it's, it's, it's what's going to happen. And I'll get to you here shortly. I don't think I'm being greedy and fucking profiting off my labor in the sense that, yes, it's philosophy that is readily available to any person who can open up a philosophy textbook. But what you're not going to get in these philosophy textbooks is my particular twist on this philosophy. You will get the same boring ass, bullshit ass, fucking analytic tradition worshiping, Greek fucking pedophile worshiping uh, philosophy, which is fine if that's what you're interested in. But it's not what I'm interested in. And I'm starting to realize now that as fucking awesome as it is to be able to teach my version of philosophy, A, at the colleges that I'm employed at, but B, through this, you know, media known as podcast now, I am making a conscientious desire to try to, again, profit off this labor because, yo, your boy does not want to be beholden to fucking economic forces for the rest of my life. Like I said at the beginning. I'm fucking trying to get lucrative, bro. And that's much of the reason why this particular podcast had such a delay in posts. I honestly meant there with full intentions that I was going to get back to you within a fucking shorter, pre uh, shorter period of time than the two weeks that it took me to fucking get you this one. But in that time, I started thinking to myself, yo, for real, what exactly is a grito? The name itself, in case you're wondering, El Grito. I was going to call it hood philosophy because, you know, that's what I consider my shit to be. But I was like, yo, I'm already using that word so many other fucking places. I need to just fucking mix it up a little bit. And I was reading a book. It was the Dylan Miner book on creating Aslan, right? Low riding across Turtle Island. And in that book, I was, you know, made aware of a more history of the Chicano movement here in America. And specifically, I was made aware of the Grito, right? And that's where I initially fashioned the name after. It was an homage to the initial grito of the Chicano movement from, the, you know, the 60s, 70s. And then I started thinking about it even deeper. Okay, but what is a grito? For those uh, who uh, don't speak Spanish, a grito is a yell. It's a scream, right? And I started asking myself, all right, what the fuck am I yelling about? What the fuck am I screaming about? Okay, it's not necessarily a scream. Let's not be so dramatic, right? But it's me fucking implying that I have something to say. And fucking vaingloriously uh, going out of my way to say that you should listen to it. But that's 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 another topic for debate for some other time. I have something to say. Right. And generally what I have to say. Is not necessarily very philosophically oriented. I mean, it's influenced by philosophy in the sense that I am a quote unquote philosopher. I'm not a fucking philosopher. OK, I'm a Tlamatini from the now Watts tradition of philosophy. All right. So naturally, given my natural dispositions and my fucking training, much of what I have to say is deeply informed by philosophy. And where I started realizing, again, especially with this last lecture, is that a lot of my thoughts that I wanted to share with you all, they, they, I was doing a very clunky job of merging what I wanted to say, thoughts that I had developed throughout the course of a week 
with what I felt I needed to teach for the particular podcast. And I started realizing that I'm not really doing you as a listener and definitely myself as the podcast producer a service by doing so because I am compromising the quality of both my lectures and my fucking what I very vainglorious again. I get it. Okay. But the thoughts that I feel again are so important for me to share with you all who are listening. And thus I decided, yo, this is, this is great. This podcast is fucking awesome. But a grito is exactly that, bro. It's an opportunity for me to fucking de-stress, relieve myself, divorce myself even of a lot of the tensions that I have that we accumulate, all of us. I'm not special. Fucking no way am I special. We all do, right? That we accumulate throughout the course of life. And for me personally, I have a lot of ideas, just fucking always constant fucking flight of thought. If you ask a psychiatrist, they'll probably tell you that I'm crazy. I'll tell you that I'm crazy for myself, right? But then we'll get all Foucauldian about it and be like, yo, what is crazy? Who determined what crazy is? Why do prisons look like fucking schools? Why do schools rather look like prisons? Why do fucking psychiatric wars look like prisons? And then we're just down the philosophical rabbit hole from there, right? And it's that philosophical rabbit hole that I feel needs to have its own particular fucking dedicated shit. And thus where the labor part comes back into play. And in case you're wondering why I keep using this terminology labor, it really is because uh, since, you know, today's what Wednesday. So since Tuesday, starting yesterday, since yesterday, I've been discussing a lot of dialectical materialism, quote unquote, Marxist philosophy. Don't tell Jordan Peterson that because, well, A, he probably wouldn't even understand what the fuck I'm talking about because he's never read shit about Marxist philosophy. And B, because apparently all postmodernists are the fucking devil, right? Fuck him. Anyways, the point is, uh, I started realizing, you know, because I've been discussing a lot of this dialectical materialism that my lectures, man, like I'm not, I'm not I, again, I'm fucking sounding super vainglorious, but fuck it. Who cares, dog? I'm the shit. I'm a dope ass professor, right? Take my class. You won't fucking regret it. I hold myself in high esteem. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. Before, when I was this fucking fragile fucking individual who was trying to cope with the fucking trauma that I had endured throughout the course of the life of a lifetime that, it, uh, you know, uh, caused me to develop in such a way where I was attempting to fucking mask my insecurities and my feelings of worthlessness uh, through fucking fake confidence and bravado. That's not the case anymore, man. Like I actually have honest fucking confidence now and the confidence that will enable me to say, yeah, you know what, dude, listen, man, I honestly will fucking always forever provide as much fucking information as I can to anybody who's fucking willing to listen because not because it gives me any sort of fucking, you know, not, not, not because of the ego bump that it gives me, but because it's important to share with people if we seek to make a fucking change in this world, right? But at the same time, I also feel comfortable enough to say that, yo, you know what? My lectures are the shit, dog. My classrooms are the shit. They're a fucking dope environment. I try to foster a dope environment, a hip hop cipher to use a little bit of the hip hop pedagogy. I don't know why I did that. A little bit of the hip hop pedagogy. For those of you who are listening, I fucking move my hands all weird and shit. Um, a little bit of the hip hop, uh, a cipher right inside my classroom. I like to be very dynamic, very engaged with all the students, uh, trying to teach philosophy, not on the fly per se, but you know, it's not a fuck. It's, it, there's a lesson plan in the sense that I know what I'm going to talk about going into the class. I know what to talk about because I've fucking researched it. I've done the labor necessary to fucking ensure that everything that I'm fucking discussing in my classes is justified. But we go in there, I go in there and it's like, yo, like this classroom environment doesn't have to be this fucking boring, 
pedantic fucking played out shit that we've all been brainwashed with in these fucking educational learning facilities that I refer to affectionately as day schools. Like it could be a fucking it's, it's like a, 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 a symposium of sort minus the alcohol. Right. Um, and it, it's very it's meant to be very lively. And that right there, I feel is a something that gets jeopardized because, you know, it's just me here talking to fucking myself in a room by myself. Right. But B, that's what can be fucking commodified, if anything, right? What am I selling you? What do I have to offer you as an individual? I have to offer this free grito for those of you who are fucking interested in hearing the fucking vainglorious rantings of some fucking asshole that is no more qualified to be talking about this than you, right? Uh, perhaps the only difference being that I have a very high level fucking uh, uh, degree in fucking philosophy but even then the degree is fucking meaningless bro because if anybody's read more philosophy books than i if they have a deeper insight into fucking philosophy than i they can provide you with just the same you could provide yourself you could provide me with just the same right so like the, the, what i'm trying to say is the, the degree is not what certifies me as the fucking what qualifies me to be a fucking special person to be talking on the mic right but the degree does definitely fucking qualify me and certify me to be teaching inside a classroom. And it's inside this classroom where I feel personally that the most dynamic aspect of my personal philosophy that I teach is that's where it happens. Right. So with that said, as far as this podcast is concerned now, again, I'm still going to be talking philosophy because that's what the fuck I am. Right. Fucking La Matini, bro. But the actual philosophical content. I am very much looking forward to putting up online and offering it to you all. Who Those of you who want to help your boy escape the fucking economic forces, right? We're trying to escape poverty, bro. Some people will say that's not possible under a capitalist system. Other people will say, bro, the poverty line is $12,000. You obviously make more than that as a philosophy professor. Surprise, surprise, right? Other people will even challenge by saying, yo, you only need $36,000 to be part of the global 1%. I fucking get all of that, bro. I get all of that. But when I say, quote unquote, escape poverty, that's not what I fucking mean. I'm saying financial dependence. I'm trying to gain financial dependence. Okay. And as it stands right now, most, not all, fortunately, but most of my fucking financial dependence relies on an external source, the kind of which can be taken away from me at any given moment, right? And it's not something that I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't want to fucking work for someone else. I don't. Not, I, it's, not, it's not something I want to do. That's something that I was brainwashed to be, right? Ask yourself, yo, why is everyone always telling me to go to school and get a degree to go work for someone else? Why wasn't I fucking told to start a business and fucking have other people work with me for me, right? Like it's a radical paradigm shift that I'm currently in the process of understanding myself, right? Again, the more I go through this recovery process, the more I start to realize that prior to, you know, uh, this, this, this journey that I'm currently on, the reason this shit wasn't available to me is because I relied on the state sanctioned programming that I was fucking given to determine my fucking future for me which is terrible because for most people, it always ends up in the form of economic exploitation. And that's not something I fucking envision for myself. I'm trying to be free, bro. As a human being, I want to try to experience as much freedom as possible. Whether freedom is even a real thing, that's fucking debatable. It really is, right? But I do know that there are certain things in my life, your life, all of our lives, that are jeopardized because we don't have economic freedom. 
And that's something that I'm seeking to conscientiously make an effort now to start avoiding, right? Again, I'm not going to be fucking, I'm not going to be extracting wealth and resources from people, but I am going to put it out now and it's going to continue as such moving forward. The El Grito podcast is free. It will always be free. But for those of you who initially tuned in because you wanted to get the philosophy side of it, that is now going to be available as well via a paywall. It's not going to be a big one. It will be on Patreon. A simple donation, man. Two bucks, right? Uh, maybe five bucks for even more special material. But the basic gist is I am going to be giving actual philosophy lectures in the vein of those that I deliver in my classroom via this paywall, right? Again, I hate to do it in the sense that for those of you who tuned in in the first place, just because they wanted to gain the philosophy that necessarily wasn't given to them outside of the other paywall, which is a fucking academic institution. Yo, I apologize, man. I really do. Right. But understand that it's not coming from a place of greed. It's coming from a place of trying to liberate again myself from these fucking economic forces. Right. So. Uh, by the way, also. Uh, as far as the running back is concerned, I'm still going to be doing that. But now, again, it's that will also be free. The only reason I have stopped doing it uh, or at least put a pause on doing it is because I needed to really sit back and analyze and examine what it is that I'm doing with my fucking time and labor. Right. Uh, I hate to I hate to even talk like this because I sound like a fucking ugh, like a capitalist. Right. But to be fair, nothing intrinsically wrong with capitalism. I don't believe so anyways. You let the Marxists figure out otherwise, right? But I hate it because it makes me sound like it's fucking all profit-oriented. When it's not, the knowledge will still be delivered right here, okay? Via the Grito podcast. So if you ain't trying to fucking pay the extra two to five bucks to get the rest of the philosophy lectures, cool, man. That's on you, right? You can still get this for free. But what I'm trying to say is that as ugh, uncomfortable as it makes me to say, the reality is, again, it comes from a place of fucking... Uh, 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 just a desire again to liberate myself from this and you know uh in, in taking these two weeks off from the run it back i started to really realize like yo i do you know uh i i, I will continue to provide the run it back the grito all of it for free because for one it makes me happy it makes me happy and the feedback that i give that i get from it makes me leads me to believe that it makes a few of you happy as well so why fucking would i uh try to hide that behind a paywall as well right but the actual philosophy, that's labor that I do, in fact, you know, it's it's something that I I don't I don't think I'm unjustified in seeking to profit off of, right? So with that said, that's just a very fucking long-winded way of saying, what the fuck is up, dog? What's good? It's been fucking two weeks since our last podcast, and a lot of shit has happened in these two weeks. You're probably thinking to yourself, hey, dickhead, maybe if you did some more of those fucking running backs, you wouldn't have to recap all the fucking news events for us. I'm sorry, okay, but you don't need me to give you the news. Probably don't need CNN and Fox News either to give you the news, but hey, what is what it is, right? Um, It's been a crazy two weeks, man. We got everything from the fucking fire in the Amazon to more mass shootings here in Texas to another fucking shooting in El Paso. I wish there was that good Samaritan with a gun that would have killed that fucking asshole. Today, by the way, marks the fucking one month anniversary of the terrorist attack that occurred here in El Paso. So for this fucking dickhead at the bar in El Paso to commemorate it by another fucking shooting, man, fuck that guy, right? And it's all these shootings that are have been festering on my mind for the last two weeks of the podcast, right? It's going to be my grito for today, if you will. 
I've been doing a lot of research into this fucking mass shooting. Again, I'm sure like you that occurred in El Paso, especially if you're from here, because it really is shocking, man. This shit was fucking completely unexpected, right? And there was some articles that I was reading and it made me laugh, honestly, in one respect, because they tried to paint this fucking asshole as a victim. And that shit just made me laugh, bro. Initially, it made me laugh so hard. I was like, wow, the article itself, I can't, I, I had to pull up the source. I'll probably try to fucking attach it to at least an Instagram video that I post or something. But the article itself was basically saying that the reason he was radicalized uh, is because his town of wherever the fucking Plano he's from recently experienced an influx of a lot of people of, uh, from Mexico, a lot of Mexican people, right? The article said Hispanic, but pff, fuck that Hispanic nonsense, bullshit ass name, right? Mexica, baby. Indigenous Mexica. His town had experienced an influx of, you know, the descendants of indigenous Mexica people. And the first part of the article went out of its way to say that he was not a fan of this because what fucking racist piece of shit would be, right? But then it got really fucking dark, the article did. And it started saying that it was these people, the influx that Mexica people, who began to bully this poor, poor boy. Oh my goodness. He was bullied by all the Mexican people, by some of the black people, but definitely the Mexican people, they bullied him and they bullied him incessantly. He was a poor loner. And these people made his life that much more difficult by constantly subjecting him to the fucking quote unquote cruel treatment that he endured at the hands of their verbal assaults. This is a guy that fucking just killed 22 people with an assault rifle, but you know, sticks and stones apparently right anyways as i was initially reading this article i fucking obviously by the sardonic tone in my voice was taken aback by the fact that they were even trying to justify even in the most subliminal way what would potentially lead this fucking dickhead to become a mass shooter but then i took a step back and I started analyzing it just a little bit further. And I started analyzing it from a perspective of love. Now, this is ideally where in most Grito podcasts, I would build, I would bring up an entire lecture that I have to offer uh, and talk about the philosophy of love from various perspectives. But naturally, that's not going to be the case today. And instead, what I will talk about is how my own personal beliefs in life have been influenced by the philosophy of love that I've achieved from, that I've gained rather, not just through personal experience, but also through intellectual, you know, pursuit. And the, the, the basic summary, I guess, can be that despite all the seeming meaninglessness of life, despite all the lack of value that life seems to possess, there is one thing I believe firmly that can cure all of us from this general sense of malice and unhappiness that I discussed in the previous lecture, and that is love. In fact, at the risk of sounding too fucking hippy-dippy, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the absence of love is equally as important in you know, creating these fucking mass shooters as is the piss-poor education that we receive. 
Now, in, in saying this, I re- we should really examine what I mean by love, okay? When I say love, I don't fucking mean, for one, this abstract metaphysical concept that potentially exists in some fucking, you know, heavenly realm, if you want to follow the fucking pedophilic Socratic dickheads, right? Um, I speak of love rather as the, and you know, to be even more, more, more direct, I try to avoid to the best that I can while remaining faithful to scientific discourse to the idea that most of what we experience as love is nothing more than fucking chemical reactions in our brain. And yet even this is a physicalist interpretation of reality, just so we're clear, right? But even then, I still maintain, as committed as I am to science, for instance, that despite the fact that much of what we assume to be love is nothing more than the fucking chemical reactions within our brain, I still maintain that there's something there. I don't know what that something is yet. I can't faithfully fucking articulate it in a way that won't betray my commitments as both a philosopher and a fucking avid supporter of science. But I will say that there's an experience there associated with the fucking, with love, right? Listen, man, I don't want to look at my daughter and fucking admit that the only reason she's showering me with affection is because it's her biological predisposition as a young infant or, you know, as a, as a neophyte, as a human being, right? To ensure her continued survival. Like, I don't want to believe that. Science obviously is going to come along and say, I don't give a fuck what you believe. That's exactly what's happening. Every time you hug your daughter, every time your daughter brings home a nice painting and shows, hey, daddy, I made this for you. All of that is nothing more than her inherent desire to ensure her continued survival. And that feeling of love and happiness and joy that you experience when your daughter does, in fact, bring you this uh, painting or she gives you that hug is nothing more than the result of chemical processes in our brain. That's, you know, what science wants to tell us. That's what physicalists want to tell us. And while I'm not necessarily in the camp of a dualist, somebody who believes that we uh, possess both a body and a soul, you see, there's still a little bit of philosophy here. What's up? I don't want to say that I'm fucking limited by my, strictly by my physical fucking processes, man. I think there really is something there when my daughter fucking tells me she loves me. When she looks me in the eye with her fucking wide-eyed wonder and tells me how fucking her day was, I want to believe that's an actual experience, right? So when it comes to love, generally speaking, I'm trying to move away then from this fucking strictly scientific understanding, this reductionist understanding of love and say, yo, there it may not exist in this fucking platonic heavenly realm. But I don't necessarily think that it's relegated exactly to this fucking physical processes in our brain. I don't like to think that all I need to do to be happy is fucking take uh, 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 oxytocin in the form of whether it be fucking ecstasy, MDMA, not that I would, drugs are illegal, right? And I don't want to think that fucking, you know, everything that I'm doing is nothing more than the direct result of these biological precepts that are continuing to ensure my uh, continuing uh, survival. And that when I do feel happy about something, it's just a a fucking feedback loop, a positive reward to continue ensuring that I keep doing what it, that I'm doing, right? Furthermore, I don't, I'm, I'm not, again, I don't really know what love is. I'm trying to figure it out. It's one of the many things I'm trying to figure out, right? But I do know if I can say, you know, with any near certainty 
that our understanding of it is certainly flawed and that this flawed understanding of what love is is what is contributing to much not just the fucking mass shooters man but much of the general fucking malice malice in a sense like oh unhappiness right not malice and like i'll fucking kill you tonight type shit right uh malicious intention i should say um it's more the line with like yeah obviously my thoughts on love are fucking they're not well formed and it's not because i don't know what love is in fact now more than ever especially because of my daughter man um i know what love is right uh especially because you know i fuck it dog why not this is my grito podcast i'll fucking talk about it bro i've talked about it before generally this is where the hang-up is by the way um in a philosophy class, I would very seldom talk about this kind of shit because it's not fucking professional for one, but more importantly, because it's not necessarily philosophically relevant. I'm trying to teach philosophy. I will discuss it when I feel as though um, doing so will be beneficial to my students in the sense that, yo, here's the book right here. You can see it in this little yellow, this little yellow book right here, right? Bell hooks, uh, radical pedagogy type shit where sometimes you can't ask of students to be honest with you if you yourself aren't being honest with them in return, right? Uh, furthermore, when it's relevant in the sense that it will help you know, further, you know, push the point that I'm trying to get across. But generally speaking, I try to avoid talking about my own personal opinions about shit to begin with and oh, definitely about my own personal life, right? But obviously, I've talked about it before in the Grito podcast and just another reason why this is why I like to, I'm trying to separate the two, right? Um, My past, my past, my upbringing, okay? It wasn't, the, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best, right? There's obviously people out there who have way fucked up more uh, upbringings than I did. But that doesn't discount the fact that mine wasn't fucking great, okay? And it's not a competition, bro, is what I'm trying to say, right? Um, because of this, I never really knew what love, actual love was, right? I have my, you know, I, to an extent, to an extent, from a, from a parental perspective, maybe. Not, and that's what I'm trying to talk about. Luckily, I guess, fortunately, I, even more detail, here we go. I had really great grandparents, right? And they fucking loved me, loved me. Thankfully, fortunately, they're still with us, right? unconditionally but even then it was grandparent love that was not necessarily there 24 7 the way a daughter my daughter is thankfully with me 24 7 right and in in growing to know this love from my daughter i've learned more about love than i've ever known in my entire life partly through an experiential uh experiential rather uh, perspective and in the sense that i'm experiencing it firsthand what it's like to have someone that you're with 24 fucking seven like my daughter is with me love you unconditionally right but on some more real shit i'm starting to learn what it is from love from the lack thereof and what i mean by that is there was nothing special about my upbringing and in that upbringing, in that shared collective upbringing, I'm starting to realize that, yo, if I had a fucked up, you know, upbringing that was void of much love and other people had a fucked up childhood that was void of much fucking love, what does that tell you about the people that we're fucking walking the earth with, bro? Me personally, it leads me to believe that the majority of us are suffering from a lack of love, including the guy that came to El Paso and did a mass shooting. Now, I understand this is a very fucking controversial comment to make. And I, I shouldn't even have to qualify it 
but I will, just so we're fucking 100% clear. I'm not saying this in the interest of being an edgy boy, right? I'm not even saying it in the interest of fucking being the devil's advocate. I'm not trying to argue for his argument. I'm not trying to argue rather in favor of his actions in any fucking way, shape or form. And if you would think so, I would be deeply offended, right? But what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to be as objective as possible, man. Life has always been fucked up. There's no question about it. But in 2019, does it still need to be fucked up? Or is it possible that the only reason it is fucked up continues to be fucked up is because we continue to fucking blindly perpetuate these structures that we fucking inherited from these loveless people in the past, from these people who have shit on love and said that love is something only women do. And it's very unmanly for a person to love, to display and to display rather any sort of emotion at all whatsoever. That if you do display, uh, display emotion, that you're a fucking, you're, 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 you're a lesser man. And that rather than, you know, do so, you should just suck it all up, keep it down deep inside and fucking die of a heart attack at 50 like a good man does, right? From all the years of pent up stress that could have ideally been relieved if you only were less manly, quote unquote, and fucking divorced yourself by way of emotions of all these fucking negative feelings that you're told you can't have, right? Or uh, feelings of emotions, rather, that you were told we can't have. And I started thinking, yo, again, mass shootings, that's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Society's always been fucked up. Yeah, we live in a society, duh, right? But what about shit like suicide, dog? If you've listened closely enough to the first 19 of these podcasts, you would know that suicide is a topic that I fucking am deeply concerned with. It's a topic that I have found myself person. I have fucking firsthand experience, not in the sense that I've killed myself successfully. Hey, I'm still here. Hi. Right. This is a philosophy class and introduction of philosophy class. I'd be like, how do we know we're really here? You say you have a hand, but that hand is nothing more than the accumulation of cells. And if we had a more powerful microscope, we would see that those cells are accumulated of fucking, you know, all the way down the uh, turtles, all the way down to uh, atoms. And we'd say in between those atoms is nothing but empty space, which in reality leads us to believe that perhaps your hand and by proxy, you are not really there. But that's introduction to philosophy type shit that you could pick up through Patreon. Anyways. <laughs> what a shameless fucking self-promotion plug. What a masturbatory asshole. I hate myself just saying it. Are you happy? I am. Whatever. Kind of get lucrative, boy. Talking about this shit, man. Suicide. Like, I, I, in the sense that, yo, everyone has considered it, at least thought about it once in their life. Not in the sense like, I'm going to kill myself. But in the sense like, damn, people kill themselves. That's fucking crazy. Can you imagine? We're like one of the only species, I think, on, on Earth. We may be the only one that actively goes out of its way to end its existence. That shit is fucking wild, bro. And moreover, if you are like me, because people who fucking suffered from crazy ass upbringings, yo, just because we didn't grow up in a war zone. Again, I'm not trying to make light of people growing up in a war zone. That's not my intention, right? But what I am trying to say is post-traumatic stress isn't relegated just to a war zone. Okay. Post-traumatic stress is not relegated just to fucking violent actions. 
Post-traumatic stress, man, it could come in fucking the most subliminal forms. In the absence of love, we are social creatures. We need love. We need affection. We need belonging. And thus, the lack thereof is bound to have a fucking negative impact on our lives. And if we further uh, transgress, rather, uh, traverse, rather, uh, down this PTS rabbit hole, we'll start to see how various actions in life can be attributed to the fucking post-traumatic stress that all of us, undoubtedly, unless you had the absolute most fucking flawless, perfect upbringing, which is fucking impossible. I don't care who you are, how much money you have, where you live, everybody suffers just by virtue of being a human being, right? And this uh, accompanying stress, post-traumatic stress that comes with it, right? And how much of our personal actions are the result of this post-traumatic stress. Again, we might not consider it as such because, A, if you're a man, how the fuck dare you talk about mental health, bro? That's taboo. We don't talk about that. We are men. We suck it the fuck up and get over life. Okay, cool, right? Another reason we might not talk about it is because, again, the intention is not to take away from people who have severe post-traumatic stress, right? Um, but to not talk about it, period, it's kind of doing ourselves a disservice because we're starting to realize, yo, how much of your actions are in fact influenced by some of the shit that you experienced, the trauma that you experienced in the past? For me personally, that has been the entire journey of my, you know, the, the whole purpose of my fucking uh, uh, personal academic or not academic, rather philosophical trajectory for the past two years already. Addiction, recovery, relapse, bro. I spent my whole fucking life up until 30 years old, yo, in a state of fucking fallenness where my life was not an actual life so much as it was this fucking continuous action of seeking to distract myself in such a way that I could potentially just fucking get through another day. And honestly, that shit got tiring. It got tiring really fucking quickly. And there was multiple times when I thought to myself, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why don't I just fucking kill myself? This is fucking pointless. This is not, uh, this is my whole life. This is my whole life. Just fucking meaningless, meaninglessly suffering for no reason over shit that I they don't even, I didn't even realize it back then. Because if you would have come at me at fucking 20 years old and said, Isaac, the reason you are so angry is because you have abandonment issues. The reason you are so fucking hostile is because you have put up walls and barriers to protect yourself from people coming into your life. The, you're not fucking angry. You are sad. Okay. You are sad because of the fucking, uh, the way that you were brought up. Yes. And you don't know how to fucking properly deal with it because you have had a terrible, shitty fucking education. And that should have been teaching you proper ways to cope with all this shit that you dealt with going through life, but instead taught you about bullshit like Christopher Columbus. Okay. If you would have come at me at 20 years old and told me that, I'd have been like, man, fuck you. You don't know me. Cause again, I was hostile and I was angry and I didn't want you to get to know me. And more importantly, I was fucking brainwashed to think that as a man, quote unquote, a fucking 20 year old slappy wag, I wasn't supposed to show emotions because that's for fucking ladies, dog. Men don't show emotions. We suck it the fuck up and we keep rocking and rolling. Okay, fine. And look where that got us. Look where that got me. All the way up until my 30s, bro. Fucking suicidal ideation all the time. Thankfully, I never fucking acted upon it. Go away, cat. My cat. Thankfully, I never acted upon it, right? 
But unfortunately, we know that many people do. Suicide, those rates of suicide are fucking skyrocketing in this country, man. And I'm sure there's a variety of reasons why. But one of the most baffling questions is, why the fuck in the modern world, with every single luxury, no less, that we enjoy as American citizens, are fucking people offing themselves, yo? At record number rates, especially elderly men. And if you ask me personally, it's because of the absence of love. There's a variety of reasons, no doubt. But there's no question that the absence of love is definitely up there, man. So then I started thinking to myself, okay, yo, I'm just one person. And many of the people that I know personally knew in the past, because, you know, we're not, we're not I, don't, I don't really keep up with people from my past, right? Um, it's a conscientious choice that I had to make at one point. Uh, and I'm sure they made it too. Like, yo, fuck this guy. He's an asshole. They're not wrong. Uh, anyways, the people that I grew up with, you know, they were experiencing similar shit. And that was just in our hood, yo. There's fucking hoods all across the world. And these hoods are comprised of people who are experiencing trauma in a variety of ways. The trauma associated with poverty, bro, let alone the, the, the trauma associated with existence, but just, you know, financial insecurity, fucking food, uh, uh, food insecurity, all kinds of shit that's associated with poverty, alcohol abuse, drugs abuse, right? Absentee parents, all that kind of shit that leads to post-traumatic stress. And I was like, damn, that's just in my, that's just in my barrio, I say. What about over the world? And then, and then I took it a step further and I said to myself, yo, economic overlords be damned. What if even people with fucking perfectly stable socioeconomic situations are in the same fucking boat? Yo, if you look at this dickhead's fucking, like if you look into his past, dude, he has a nice fucking house. He lives in suburbia. He lived in suburbia. I'm assuming that his parents were fucking hardworking American citizens, hardworking fucking taxpaying citizens, right? So how the fuck would someone like that be inspired to do something like the terrorist attack here in El Paso? If you asked me two weeks ago, which I gave you the answer, I was convinced outright that the reason was, at least from, from, an, from a pedagogic perspective and a philosophical perspective, that the reason was, on, uh, you know, because of the fucking shitty education that we've all been miseducated with. But then I thought about it more. And I said, okay, education is important. Education lays the foundation for your entire understanding of reality. But what if somebody who's been educated with something that directly benefits them and is still fucking radicalized in such a way to go out and kill people. Yo, racist people exist. Fucking fact of life. There's racist people of all ethnicities, right? Black, Mexican, white, doesn't matter. Racist people are everywhere. But terrorists? That's a fucking, I don't want to use the word special, but that's a different kind of person, yo. Irrespective of what fucking ethnicity you are. Again, that's a different person, bro. So how is it that somebody who potentially has everything to gain in this beautiful fucking country of ours become radicalized to such a way that they are willing to fucking do what they did here in El Paso. And I'm starting to realize, dog, maybe there was a fucking iota, just an iota of truth to what that article was saying. And it is the absence of love. That's the iota of truth. Look, man, we've all been to high school. 
fucking some of us barely survived that shit. Me personally, I wish I could go back just so I could drop the fuck out. This shit was stupid as fuck. Waste of my time, right? But while I was there, I saw it happen. People get bullied all the fucking time. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect. I'm sure I made fun of a lot of people, never with the intention to make them, you know, I never wanted to be a bully. In fact, I would fucking bully bullies, right? But in the bullying the bullies, it made me a bully too. We're fucking people, man. We're fucking fucked up. We're broken, all of us, right? Just by virtue of being humans, we're broken in the sense that, dude, we fucking descended from chimps, bro. Chimps are fucking vile, disgusting little creatures. And that's our ancestors. So when it comes to this guy, I started thinking to myself, specifically in terms of this article, yo, the slant aside, they were trying to make the slant being that because they were Mexican, they were bullying him. Bullshit, dog. He would have been bullied by white people too, I'm sure, right? Bullied by all kinds of people. He seems to be, he was a fucking weirdo. Look at him, right? I'm bullying him now. Look at that. <laughs> but honestly, I started realizing, yo, if I was in high school with him, would I have bullied him? And as much as I like to think that I wouldn't have, and almost certainly never gone out of my way to do so, just by sitting back and watching him get bullied and doing nothing about it, bro, that shit is just as detrimental, man. And think about it. If I had a time machine and I can go back in time to his high school and be there with him, if I stepped in as a Mexican person, you think it would have changed even in the slightest way his ideas towards what a Mexican person is? No longer are we these quote-unquote invaders who are overtaking not just his hometown, but his fucking quote-unquote state. But is it potential, the potential exists that we could also be people like him who just happen to come from different backgrounds, have different color skin. And although some of them are fucking dickheads because they bullied him, not all of us are the same. And by showing him that little bit of love, just a little bit of love, right? Like, hey, what's up, man? Checking in on you. How you doing? I see everyone here fucking around with you. You all right? Like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Again, love. Not this fucking affectionate love that I feel between my, you know, my girlfriend towards my, you know, this, uh, this love that I feel towards having a daughter, but just love towards another fellow human being. Like, yo, what's good, doc? I understand you're getting bullied. High, life sucks. High school sucks. Like, shit, you don't, need, you don't need to be alone. Like, we could be friends, right? Simple shit. Simple shit, man. And I started to realize, yo, even the fucking most seemingly well off of us are suffering in the slightest way, perhaps, but suffering nonetheless from an absence of love. And if perhaps we started to work towards, you know, being more loving, being more open, being more caring, being more, you know, uh, uh, I was going to say open again, but I've already said it. The, the, the gist is that if we're just more fucking conducive to being vessels of love ourselves, agents of love, if you will, then maybe even in the slightest way, education, you know, definitely important, but love as well. Like why, why is love something that we fucking frown upon in the society and the love that we do fucking, we have been brainwashed to believe exists. Why is it always fucking the most basic form of love in the sense that it revolves around material objects, right? So when it comes to this fucking guy, when it comes to the fucking, I guess the gist of this podcast then, is trying to get me to wonder, it's just the idea that I had, right, about love these last two weeks. Like, yo, 
A, how the fuck can I personally love another person if I don't love myself? I don't love myself in the sense that I haven't engaged in the radical fucking self analysis, uh, self analysis that is requisite to get me to realize all the inherent flaws that I have as a human being. Most of which are fucking, you know, the result of this, you know, volatile upbringing that I had. Right. And B, if I can't even truly love myself, how the fuck can I love another person? Not, I'm not even talking about, you know, a significant other anymore or your own children. I'm talking about fucking complete random strangers to keep in line with this fucking, to keep in line with the dialectical materialism, fucking Marxism, right? To qualify it further <laughs> in the podcast, right? That I'm going to discuss here shortly. We're alienated, bro. We're alienated from other people. We're alienated from our family. We're alienated for ourselves. It's all shit that I'll talk about in depth through those fucking uh, uh, lectures that I'm going to be telling you about in, in, in the Patreon lectures that I'm going to be talking about more at the end of the podcast, right? But the basic gist then again is that, yo, we can't love ourselves because of all the shit that we're going through, right? Uh, we can't love other people because we don't love ourselves. And more importantly, the system that we find ourselves fucking living in doesn't, isn't really necessarily conducive to love in, in, as a whole. In fact, at the root of capitalism, it seems as though, again, qualify it, I think capitalism is great, all right? But there's no question that it's fucking faulty. And one of the faults seems to be that it doesn't necessarily encourage love. In fact, it encourages fucking rational self-interest. You have to look after yourself, egoism at its finest, okay? Because even the slightest bit of love can potentially exploit you uh, or make you uh, vulnerable, rather, to some sort of financial loss. You should only be concerned about yourself type shit, right? So as far as we're concerned here living in 2019, we got to ask ourselves, yo, how is this conducive to us fucking it moving forward? Period. How is it conducive to us now? But how is it conducive to us live moving forward? Like, does it have to be that you have to sacrifice love to be a fucking good capitalist? And does love really have to be commodified in such a way where the only way we know how to explore it or know how to fucking demonstrate it is by way of physical objects like fucking chocolates on Valentine's Day? And most importantly, is it this fucking system, right, that is keeping me, A, that forced me in many ways to uh, have this upbringing that I had because of the financial insecurity and the effects that it had on my parents who were seeking to avoid the stress inherent with having financial insecurity and thus the ensuing result that it had on me as a, a developing child, right? But also in the sense that it's because of this that I am no longer able to, you know, fucking uh, vibe with other people because they're just, they're not only are they foreign and alien and hostile in the sense that I don't know who they are as a person, but because I can't love myself and thus can't love them right? So we ask ourselves like, okay, moving forward, what, what, what's our option? You want to fucking, you want to talk about what, what's the issue? Rather, what's the, what's the solution to the gun control issue? The solution, if you ask me again, is not taking away people's guns. In fact, by discussing that right there, we're doing a complete disservice to what I'm starting to realize more and more is the actual problem. And that is a lack of love. People who have love in their life don't fucking go out and commit mass shootings. Barring fucking the, un, you know, the obvious mental health issues, okay? Someone who doesn't have, or rather someone who has love does not feel the need to go out and do that, okay? Someone who knows love does not desire to do something like that. I'm convinced categorically. So the issue is not to fucking take people's guns away. The issue is to start 
fucking loving people, showing people how to love, teaching people who are incapable of loving, like I am still to a large part, how to, uh, you know, all the issues that are keeping us from loving truly, you know, not only ourselves, but by proxy other people, right? And it's not until then, it's not until then, man, that we're going to experience a fucking decrease in these mass shootings. It's not until then that we're going to experience a fucking decrease in suicide rates. We are, I am convinced, and this is where, this again, because I'm nearing the hour long point, so it's good to qualify now because I'll be getting to it here shortly. This is where the fucking, the, this is where the Grito podcast and my actual philosophy lectures were, they just completely diverge, right? My philosophy class, I'd, I wouldn't go out of the way to say this because I'm not trying to fucking pontificate, but it's my grito, bro. And it's exactly what the fuck I'm going to do, right? This lack of love is literally fucking killing us, dude. It is killing all of us, right? It is killing the people who are suffering from it. It is killing the people who are suffering at the fucking, as, as in, 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 uh, in accordance to the actions of the people who are suffering from the absence of love, right? And until we address this issue of love, right? It's not going to stop. People are going to fucking, it's only, I'm going to go out on the tangent and say it's only going to get worse, right? There will only be more mass shootings. There will only be more fucking suicide rates. And until we acknowledge, you know, much of the source, obviously, if you ask me, is the fucking meaninglessness in life. But just because life is meaningless doesn't mean it has to be void of any fucking joy, let alone love and compassion and happiness. Love and happiness. And with that, I think it's as good enough time as any to wrap this bitch up. Before I do so, I want a quick shout outs to the people who are still listening. And even more shout outs to the people who are going to do uh, me the giant favor of following along on the Patreon and helping your boy out, right? With that said, I should also lastly qualify the brief little message I'm going to give you with for real this is a promise this time more than ever that these gritos will be more consistent okay and they will be more consistent because i'm no longer going to be conflicted between trying to juggle lecture philosophy lecture and personal thoughts to myself okay so with that said i hope you all have a great rest of your day follow your boy along on social media OG Ice Night or rather OG underscore Ice Nice 13 on Instagram and on Facebook to a good extent I guess I use it still and I hope you have a great rest of your day peace